Welcome to the Glittering Bell Jar, a Harry Potter podcast. I'm Valerie. And I'm Bree. We're two writers and Harry Potter fans. In this podcast, we explore the Harry Potter series by reading it backwards. As you might recall, Harry and his friends discover the power of the Glittering Bell Jar in the Department of Mysteries as it causes objects to move backward and forward through time. We're doing the same thing each week, working backwards through a few chapters, starting with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Ready to explore Harry Potter in a new way? Then join us in the Glittering Bell Jar. Welcome back to another episode of The Glittering Bell Jar. We are here in Season 2, Episode 17, in which we are reading Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince backward. My name is Valerie. I am one of your two co-hosts. I am joined, as always, by the inimitable Bree. Bree, how's it going today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, if you are watching this on YouTube, then you will see (laughs) that we have shown up in our uh, house colors. Yeah. So I've got my maroon shirt on and Valerie, you're in green. I am. It's funny. I just put my cardigan on and I sat down and I said, uh, I said something like t-shirts and cardigans. <laughs> they don't get along just like Slytherins and Gryffindors. And you went rude. And then I remembered you're a Gryffindor. And then I looked at your shirt and I was like, oh, you are a Gryffindor. And oh, I'm Slytherin. <laughs> so yeah, if you're, this is a reason to go check out the YouTube because we, my sleeves are all messed up, but we are channeling our house pride today. Uh, <laughs> glad to hear you are feeling the spirit. Of course, as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's all good on my end. Uh, it's a nice day. It is uh, pretty moderate today. It's been sort of weird weather around here, but uh, I used to live in Seattle and they called it Junuary, you know, like we're in Junuary. So we're recording, releasing episodes in June of 2022. And it, yeah, it's a little bit Junuary from day to day, but that is often, that's like Northeast Ohio. That's that's just how it is. So. Yes. Yes. I also, so I lived in Seattle for five years and I learned that when I moved there and I was like, what is happening? Because it is pretty cold in June. Yeah. So. It's funny. We lived, we both lived in Seattle. When did you live there? 2012 to 2017. Dude, we overlapped. I, I was going to say we lived there at mm-hmm. different times, but I lived there from 2013 mm-hmm. to 2016-ish and then was back in 2017 huh. for a while. That is funny. Where did you live? Fremont and Ballard. For the record, Seattle is a Slytherin town, by the way. I'm just saying. Ah! It is. The audacity. It's, it's called the Emerald City. It is, it's a Slytherin town. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, got, I got you, Seattle. You're on my team. Gonna a, lot of, a lot of angry, non-Slytherin Seattleites are going to be commenting on this one. Because we have so many listeners in Seattle. <laughs> I'm here for it, honestly. Here for it. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's just jump right in. Uh, as I mentioned, we are covering chapter 14 today. That is Felix Felices. As usual, Brie is going to give us our chapter synopsis. Yeah, thanks. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are in Herbology class when Hermione and Ron inadvertently admit to liking each other, causing Harry to realize that his friends would likely end up dating each other. Despite this bit of good news for Ron, after he finds Jenny in the hall snogging with Dean... He becomes insufferable, making his Quidditch performance suffer, and those around him. On the day of his Quidditch match, Harry pretends to put his Felix Felicia's potion in Ron's pumpkin juice. Everything goes well, and the Gryffindors win the game against Slytherin. In celebration, Ron and Lavender begin snogging in front of everyone, and of course run into Hermione in a classroom where they were looking for privacy. Can't imagine what for. Uh, Hermione, obviously hurt by Ron's actions, attacks him with birds of her own creation. Yep. And the last sentence of this chapter, where we always start since we're reading backwards. Hang on. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm leaving this in because get off me, <laughs> Ron yelled. But with one last look of vindictive fury, Hermione wrenched open the door and disappeared through it. Harry thought he heard a soft sob before it slammed. Hmm. Poor Hermione. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually Ron's chapter. It's like, it's all mm-hmm. about Ron. I mean, I know Harry's our, our narrator and guide, but it's Ron, 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 Ron mm-hmm. the whole way. Ron and the Felix Felicis. That's the name of this chapter. We've renamed it. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, it's more fitting. Except he doesn't have any Felix. As we discussed in a previous episode, it's all about what he thinks happened to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't miss a single goal. Like he catches every single ball, which is kind of goes back to our old episode where we talk about whether it's, you know, all about mindset and my theory on what if the potion's not real at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that the potion is not real at all at all, but I do think that we underestimate the power of our own minds to help us construct the future that we want or the outcome that we want. Mm-hmm. Yay, we're going to make a reel out of this for our next Monday motivation. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe because it's a Ron chapter, I actually don't have very many notes from this one. Yeah, I honestly have zero written down. I just pulled something out of my brain to talk about because I just, I don't love Ron that much. I mean, I'm getting to like him better, but <laughs> yeah, when it's about Ron, I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, why don't you start? Okay, well, the first thing I wanted to cover... Not Ron related, because I really don't have very much because there's so much Ron happening. And honestly, I agree with you in this chapter. I do not like this Ron. He's he's a jerk. He's like even more of what we were talking about in episode 16, last episode. He's not nice. He's not even nice to the people who are his friends in this chapter. So Luna had mentioned that Ron can be funny, but also unkind. This is clear, clear evidence of that. Anyway, not Ron related. I thought it was really interesting that there is a book, a textbook for class called Flesh Eating Trees of the World. How many flesh-eating trees are there that you need a textbook? And by gosh, what does Professor Longbottom's office look like? Like, what are the titles that you think he has on his shelves? I just think of Neville as a professor, and he's got that book. And he's got, like, I don't know, strangely shaped onions of America and mushrooms you'd never believe are famous. Like, what? How many weird herbology books are there (laughs) out there? Uh, Probably more than I want to know, because honestly, as much as I, like, we love herbology. It is kind of freaky to think about the things that those plants can do. Like they pulled the, what the pod out of the center of the plant in this book and they had to poke it and like maggots basically fell out or worms or something, which I don't even know what they use them for then. I was like, oh, so gross. I, I don't really, I don't really want to know. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I was Googling for a totally separate thing to discuss and I just discovered there is an unofficial book called The Life and Lies of Hogwarts' Renowned Headmaster. What? Someone has written a a unofficial Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, which is totally unrelated to this chapter. What I was looking for, because I don't want to get too deep into that rabbit hole, is there was a series of books released, and I had them on my Kindle and I can't seem to find them, that were like books that explained the different textbooks. So there was like Quidditch through the ages and a history of time. And so, and I was trying to see if there were any books like that. It's called the, I think it's called the Hogwarts Library. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, so it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch Through the Ages, and The Tales of Beetle the Bard. And I was hoping there would be like magic, magical plants of the Mediterranean or something like that. Like herbology just doesn't get enough love. And I say this with an extremely black thumb 
that I find this to be one of the coolest magics that's underestimated by everyone. And we know, actually, we know what they use Snargalef pods for. You were just asking what that was. They use them in the final battle of Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Peeves is throwing them at people. But what do they, what else do they use it for? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know why you'd need pods full of slimy worms. That's disgusting, frankly. Well, and she said they're better when they're fresh. Yeah, I oh, can imagine they are. Maybe. Go ahead. Soil. Fertilizing soil, maybe. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. I was going to say, I think that's what Creature sent Harry in the mail for Christmas. That was my new guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I thought it was a soggy old muffin from the Hogwarts kitchen. Maybe he's been swiping Snargalef pods, and that's what you get when you leave them in the mail too long. Oh, maybe. He, like, really probably spent a lot of money on those. Come on, Harry. You're yeah, so ungrateful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're hard to get. I mean, you gotta, like, dive into an old stump. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I have from this chapter is the fact that Malfoy is not the Slytherin captain of the Quidditch team. Mm. There is this random other character we've never heard of before called Urquhart, who is the captain, because that's who Harry shakes hands with in the Slytherin versus Gryffindor match. Oh, that was a good catch. Is he ever the captain? I never even thought about it. I would imagine he only could be if he goes back to Hogwarts for his seventh year later. Oh, right. Because Harry kind of gets lucky in the fact that there's no seventh years. Right. Okay. Right. So that brings up actually a really good point that Harry gets a lot of flack from the fellow Gryffindors for letting so many of his own classmates in, but they're all sixth years. There can't be that many good high level students at Hogwarts, right? Like if there were seventh years that were good, he would already have them on the team. And so if he's needing people to fill in roles for his Quidditch team for Gryffindor, he's going to go next to the most, presumably the most proficient flyers who are going to be sixth and fifth year. So Ginny, Dean, Seamus, et cetera. Ron, but he gets all this flack from people and then they end up winning. So it doesn't matter. But it's like, it actually makes sense that he'd be picking from the sixth years because they're the most likely to be good at actually playing because they've mm-hmm. been at school the longest. Yeah, I think people just like to complain. And I think he even makes that point where it'll all be, he just needs to win and then people won't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very true. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I did like how often we got to see, we did get to see Jenny a decent amount in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to see Ron, uh, Harry starting uh, for the first time become jealous of Dean whenever he sees them like snogging in the hall. And he's like, whoa, what is that? Is that jealousy? Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, start to wrestle with those feelings. Yeah, I love I do really like that description that JK Rowling makes that emotion for him, which is like a creature inside him because that analogy goes on for several chapters, which we've already covered, mm-hmm. that it's like this beast roars to life and has all these different emotions. And it's a good way of of, I think, allowing a young person to articulate emotions in a way that doesn't feel super intense, right? If I mean, I think like if you could teach a toddler to be like, you have a kitty inside your heart and sometimes your kitty is a lion and sometimes your kitty is a kitten. Hmm. And then you can tell me if you're feeling like it's a lion or a kitten and that like allows a child or a young adult, because young adults struggle with their emotions too, to articulate and express their emotions in a less personal way. That's just my new parenting philosophy as a non-parent you're welcome to all the parents out there yeah i love that i love that that's a that's very smart i dig that are you preparing valerie i'm a kitten <laughs> well yes uh, we're not trying but like we do want to have a kid someday so when i find good parenting tips i keep them i keep them in the back pocket i was gonna say i i have a kitten in my heart today a little a little, a little purring kitten happy to be here that's 
So does the lion mean you're mad? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think with a child, you'd want it to be like animals they know. But in this case, like Harry mm-hmm. just has like a creature and the creature feels different, feels the emotions that he, it's, it's him feeling it. Like, let's be real. But it allows him to like <laughs> compartmentalize the feeling in a way that makes it more tolerable. Right. So you're saying there's not a kitten in my heart? <laughs> there's a kitten in my heart. I don't know what's going on in your heart. You haven't told me yet. <laughs> See, I still don't know. Oh, boy, I think we're off the rails, so let's keep it short and sweet today. Uh, as we mentioned, we both didn't have a ton. If you had other notes from reading this chapter of Felix Felicis, we would love to hear them. You can do that several ways. You can grab your phone, leave us a rating, preferably five stars, but whatever you're feeling, and write us a review and be like, that Felix Felicis chapter, here's what I really thought. You can also find us on social media. Yep, Bell Jar Pod, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Please head over there, check out all the amazing reels that Valerie has been creating, and give us a share. I think you should share some of our reels or share this podcast with someone. Who do you think they should share with, Valerie? Ooh, good question. How about share it with someone who owns a cat? That's an easy one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you, know, you dog people. I'm a cat person. I don't want you dog people. Free. <laughs> I don't want you dog people. Hey, hey, I'm a dog. I'm a, I'm a dog and a cat person now. <laughs> You're an animal person. I know, I know, I know. You're an animal person. You're a care of magical creatures person. I am a cat person. <laughs> Exclusively. And entirely. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Share with a cat person, please. They will love us. I'm sure of it. Yeah, if you don't know any cat people, you do know them. They're just not owning it. And you send it to a dog person too. I'll accept them as well. amazing amazing all right everyone thank you for joining us we'll be back soon and we look forward to sharing our harry potter thoughts and silliness with you in the next episode see you next time Glittering Bell Jar is a Harry Potter podcast produced by the Calibro Group in partnership with Wild Goose Creatives. It is an unofficial fan project and is not authorized, approved, licensed, or endorsed by J.K. Rowling, her publishers, or Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Our theme music is Carnival of the Animals R125, Aquarium by Moments, licensed via Soundstripe. You can discover even more magic on followthebutterflies.com.